The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Welcome to Thursday and good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, October 12, 2023. Thursday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Edwin of Northumbria. He was born in 586 and married the Christian princess Ethelbergia. Edwin, the pagan king of the English kingdom of Northumbria, began to consider becoming a Christian himself. Pope Boniface V wrote to him, inviting him to accept the medicine of salvation. At length, Edwin was won over through the efforts of Ethelbergia's chaplain, St. Paulinus of York. Edwin spent the six remaining years of his reign as a devout Catholic monarch who brought peace to his kingdom. The slaying of Edwin in a military battle instigated by the irreligious Welsh king Cadwallon and the pagan English warrior Penda of Mercia led to Edwin being venerated as a martyr, slaughtered for his Christian faith in 633. Saint Edwin of Northumbria, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. O my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all their works, powers, and affections in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the church that she may adopt listening a dialogue as a lifestyle at every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Lord Jesus, you tell us this little story. You give us this example in order to encourage us to pray, in order to encourage us to ask you for things, to ask God the Father for things, to address our petitions to God. And in this example, Jesus, you're basically telling us to be annoying 
to make ourselves in a certain sense bothersome to God, if that were possible. Of course, God loves us and he loves to hear our petitions and our prayers. But this is the example our Lord uses that this friend won't get up and help his friend out of friendship, but he will get up and help him to stop the annoyance. As we say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. The person who asks for more help, the person who lets his or her problems be known to those who can help the most, well, that person tends to get more attention and to get more help. And Jesus, of course, if this happens with someone who doesn't do it for friendship, who only does it to stop some annoyance, well, how much more will God help us? God, who is our Father. Jesus, you who are our brother, who are our great friend. You want what's good for us and you want us to pray. And I tell you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Jesus gives us this wonderful endorsement of prayer. This wonderful guarantee that God hears and answers our prayers. And this follows right upon the conclusion of that example. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity and his annoyance, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And then Jesus immediately uses that example to tell us about God's readiness to answer our prayers. And I tell you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Sometimes we think that maybe prayer doesn't make much sense. We know God is all-powerful. We know that God is free. We trust that God loves us. And we know that God knows everything. And so what's the point of prayer? If God loves me, he's going to help me. If he knows everything, I don't need to tell him anything because he already knows it. If he's free, he's either going to help me or not. My Maybe my prayers won't change him. He's immutable and free. And so what's the point? And that could be a good and a theological objection to prayer. God knows everything already, and he loves me already, and he's all-powerful, and he's unchangeable. What's the point of prayer? And I think a simple answer to that question is just this passage. Jesus Christ is God made man. Jesus Christ reveals to us what God the Father is like. And you, Lord Jesus, you tell us to pray, and you tell us that it works. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find a knock and it will be opened. So there's something about prayer that works in spite of those kind of abstract theological objections. Because more than a kind of immutable force, God is personal. Jesus is our friend. God is our father. And so the more we pray, the more we put ourselves in the right relationship with God and the more he can give us, and the more it will actually help us. The more we pray, the more in tune we are with God. And so he can give us things that that he knows we won't 
abuse or misuse. Because we're praying as his children, because we're trusting in his love for us, because we also want to do his will. What father among you, Jesus goes on, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This guarantee of God's good response to our prayer. This guarantee of the efficacy of prayer. And so just like any father will give his son what is good, what at least appears to him to be good, how much more will God, our Father, give good things to us, and especially himself, the Holy Spirit? How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? St. Augustine raises and answers a very typical objection to prayer, an objection perhaps also to this passage. Augustine recognizes that at times God doesn't seem to answer our prayers. We've probably all had that experience. We want something we think is good. We want something we can clearly value as something good. We think that God should give it to us. We pray a lot and we don't get it, right? Or the opposite happens. Pray for so-and-so to recover from some illness and -and so-and-so gets worse and perhaps even dies. And we ask ourselves, well, what happened to this? What happened to ask and it will be given you? Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. And St. Augustine says something very, very interesting. He says, look, if God doesn't give you what you ask for, it's because he's giving you something better. But if God doesn't give you what you ask for in prayer, with insistent prayer, it's because he's giving you something better. And at times that takes a humility of our judgment because we can't see the good that God can see. We can't see the good that God brings it out of difficult situations or things that we consider evil or bad or that are evil or bad, at least in some respects. We can't see how God is going to turn that into our good, but God can see it. Perhaps we can't even see how it would be possible, but God is all powerful, but we're not all powerful. And so Augustine basically says, look, you know, you have to trust that God loves you. And if you're praying, he's giving you good things. Maybe at times they're not the things that you're asking for, the things that we have our heart set on here below, but he's giving you better things. And Jesus gives us a hint of what to ask for. Ask God for God. And ask God for God. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? To ask Jesus for the Holy Spirit is to ask for love, is to ask for the love of God. It's to ask for God's inspiration, God's mind, to have your motives, to have your trust in the Father. Go big or go home, right? (laughs) Go big or go home. This is our prayer. We ask for God. We ask for the Holy Spirit. It's a big ask, people say, when they are asked a favor that is difficult or that is involved or want to ask someone else. They say, well, that's a big ask. This is what Jesus wants us to do with God, not just to ask for little things, not just to ask for earthly things, not just to ask for worldly things, to ask for God, that we have God in our heart, that we live like Jesus, that we know that we're children of God, that we have a daring and confidence and courage to spread the gospel, that we are ready to suffer 
for God and for others. And go big or go home. Ask for the Holy Spirit. We can do this now. Come Holy Spirit. God the Father, send the Holy Spirit into my heart so that I can receive him. Give me the gifts that you truly want to give me, the gifts that will make me holy. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just three minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, October 12, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and it's time to begin this day of prayer. We join with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God.
Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. Look Look on us, Lord, and and see how we are despised. And yet you, Lord, have rejected and spurned and are angry with the one you have anointed. You have broken your covenant with your servant and dishonored his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his walls and reduced his fortresses to ruins. He is despoiled by all who pass by. He has become the taunt of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have made his sword give way. You have not upheld him in battle. You have brought his glory to an end. You have hurled his throne to the ground. You have cut short the years of his youth. You have heaped disgrace upon him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Look Look on us, Lord, and and see how we are despised. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. How long, O Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like a fire? Remember, Lord, the shortness of my life and how frail you have made the sons of men. What man can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the grasp of the grave? Where are your mercies of the past, O Lord, which you have sworn in your faithfulness to David? Remember, Lord, how your servant is taunted, how I have to bear all the insults of the peoples. Thus your enemies taunt me, O Lord, mocking your anointed at every step. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, God of mercy and fidelity, you made a new and lasting pact with men and sealed it in the blood of your Son. Forgive the folly of our disloyalty and make us keep your commandments so that in your new covenant we may be witness and herald of your faithfulness and love on earth and sharers of your glory in heaven. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born, or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God, without beginning or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. 
Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is 70 years or 80 for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exult and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, you give us life despite our guilt, and even add days and years to our lives in order to bring us wisdom. Make us love and obey you, so that the works of our hands may always display what your hands have done, until the day we gaze upon the beauty of your face. Our Our years wither away like grass, but but you, Lord God, are are eternal. eternal. In you is the source of life. In your light we see light itself. From the first letter of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. Honor the claims of widows who are real widows, that is, who are alone and bereft. If a widow has any children or grandchildren, let these learn that piety begins at home and that they should fittingly support their parents and grandparents. This is the way God wants it to be. The real widow, left destitute, is one who has set her hope on God and continues night and day in supplications and prayers. A widow who gives herself up to selfish indulgence, however, leads a life of living death. Make the following rules about widows so that no one may incur blame. If anyone does not provide for his own relatives and especially for members of his immediate family, he has denied the faith. He is worse than an unbeliever. To be on the church's role of widows, a widow should be not less than 60 years of age. She must have been married only once. Her good character will be attested to by her good deeds. Has she brought up her children? Has she been hospitable to strangers? Has she washed the feet of Christian visitors? Has she given help to those in distress? In a word, Has she been eager to do every possible good work? Refuse to enroll the younger widows, for when their passions estrange them from Christ, they will want to marry. This will bring them condemnation for breaking their first pledge. Besides, they learn to be ladies of leisure who go about from house to house, becoming not only time wasters, but gossips and busybodies as well, talking about things they ought not. That is why I should like to see the younger ones marry, have children, keep house, and in general, give our enemies no occasion to speak ill of us. 
Already, some have turned away to follow Satan. If a woman church member has relatives who are widows, she must assist them. She should not let them become a burden to the church, which ought to be free to give help to the widows who are really in need. Presbyters who do well as leaders deserve to be paid double, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. The scripture says, You shall not put a muzzle on an ox when he is thrashing the grain. And also, the worker deserves his wages. Pay no attention to an accusation against a presbyter unless it is supported by two or three witnesses. The ones who do commit sin, however, are to be publicly reprimanded so that the rest may fear to offend. I charge you before God, Christ Jesus, and the chosen angels, apply these rules without prejudice. Act with complete impartiality. Never lay hands hastily on anyone, or you may be sharing in the misdeeds of others. Keep yourself pure. Stop drinking water only. Take a little wine for the good of your stomach and because of your frequent illnesses. Some men's sins are flagrant and cry out for judgment now, while other men's sins will appear only later. Similarly, some good deeds stand out clearly as such. Even inconspicuous ones cannot be hidden forever. The Word of the Lord. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, and with one mind and one spirit work together for the faith. Do, Do not, not look to your own interests, but consider those of others. others. In your attitude toward one another, be of the same mind as Christ. Do, Do not look to your own interests, but consider those of others. A reading from a letter to the Philadelphians by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. Ignatius, also called Theophorus, to the Church of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, located at Philadelphia in the province of Asia. You have found mercy and have been strengthened in the peace of God. You are now filled with gladness because of the passion of our Lord, and by His mercy you are made believers in His resurrection. I greet you in the blood of Jesus Christ. You are my abiding and unshakable joy, especially if your members remain united with the bishop and with his presbyters and deacons, all appointed in accordance with the mind of Christ, who by his own will has strengthened them in the firmness which the Spirit gives. I know that this bishop has obtained his ministry, which serves the community, neither by his own efforts, nor from men, nor even out of vain glory, but from the love of God the Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am deeply impressed by his gentleness, and by his silence he is more effective than the empty talkers. He is in harmony with the commandments as is a lute with its strings. I call him blessed, then, for his sentiments toward God, since I know these to be virtuous and perfect, and for his stability and calm, in which he imitates the gentleness of the living God. As sons of the light of truth, flee divisions and evil doctrines. Where your shepherd is, follow him as his flock. For all who belong to God and Jesus Christ are with the bishop. All who repent and return to the unity of the church will belong to God, that they may live according to Jesus Christ. Do not be deceived, my brothers. If anyone follows a schismatic, he will not obtain the inheritance of God's kingdom. If anyone lives by an alien teaching, he does not assent to the passion of the Lord. 
Be careful, therefore, to take part only in the one Eucharist, for there is only one flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ, and one cup to unite us with his blood, one altar and one bishop with the presbyters and deacons, who are his fellow servants. Then, whatever you do, you will do according to God. My brothers, I overflow with love for you, and with a joyous heart I make you strong, although it is not so much I but Jesus Christ. Although imprisoned for his sake, I fear more because of my imperfection. But your prayers will perfect me in the eyes of God, so that I might yet receive the inheritance promised me by the merciful God. I seek refuge in the person of Christ through the Gospels, and I appeal to the true ministry of the Church through the Apostles. You are built on the foundation of the Apostles and Prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In In him him you are are being being built built into into a a temple. temple where God in the Spirit shall dwell. Through him the whole structure is fitted together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are being built into a temple where God in the Spirit shall dwell. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and the desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The message in today's gospel is to persevere in prayer. It's coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives a very simple lesson on prayer. Ask, and you will receive. It's from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. I tell you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. So what do we mean by thy kingdom come? 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. When we pray, Thy kingdom come, we ask that the Church may grow throughout the world for the salvation of souls. We are praying for the apostolate she carries out on earth. We commit ourselves to do what we can to extend the kingdom of God. It is not enough to pray for the kingdom of God if we do not match our prayers with deeds. These deeds are the apostolic initiatives which we put into effect no matter how small they may appear. We cannot become discouraged because the world seems to be regressing to paganism. The Second Vatican Council challenges us on all Christians accordingly rests the noble obligation of working to bring all men throughout the world to hear and accept the divine message of salvation. Our first obligation lies with those whom God has placed by our side, those with whom we have regular dealings. We cannot excuse ourselves from this apostolate. What is at stake is the eternal salvation of our neighbors. We should also be concerned about orienting the world to Christ the dignity of persons, the rights of conscience, the respect due to work and to the payment of just wages, the sincere desire for peace among peoples. All of these are prayer concerns for Christians in the middle of the world. They should unite with all men and women of good will to realize these ideals. Thy kingdom come. Jesus reminds all of us, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all things to myself. If you put me at the center of all earthly activities, he is saying, by fulfilling the duty of each moment in what appears important and what appears unimportant, I will draw everything to myself. My kingdom among you will be a reality. That is the calling of Christians. That is our apostolic task, the desire which should consume our soul to make the kingdom of Christ a reality, to eliminate hatred and cruelty, to spread throughout the earth the strong and soothing balm of love. Let us ask our King today to make us collaborate humbly and fervently in the divine task of mending what is broken, of saving what is lost, of fixing what man has put out of order, of bringing to his destination whoever has gone off the right road, of reconstructing the harmony of all created things. Let us begin, as always, with the little things of each day which are within our reach. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's a good thing to pray with the whole church, and that's what we'll do right now, as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, Come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. On the holy mountain is his city, cherished by the Lord. The Lord prefers the gates of Zion to all Jacob's dwellings. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Babylon and Egypt I will count among those who know me. Philistia, Tyre, Ethiopia, these will be her children, and Zion shall be called Mother, for all shall be her children. It is he, the Lord Most High, who gives each his place. In the register of peoples he writes, These are her children. And while they dance, they will sing, and you all find their home. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, your only Son wept over ancient Jerusalem, soon to be destroyed for its lack of faith. He established the new Jerusalem firmly upon rock and made it the mother of the faithful. Make us rejoice in your church and grant that all people may be reborn into the freedom of your spirit. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. The Lord, the the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd he feeds his flock. In his arms he gathers the lambs carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. Who has cupped in his hand the waters of the sea and marked off the heavens with a span? Who has held in a measure the dust of the earth, weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or has instructed him as his counselor? Whom did he consult to gain knowledge? Who taught him the path of judgment or showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations count as a drop of the bucket as rust on the scales. The coastlands weigh no more than powder. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor its animals be enough for holocausts. Before him, all the nations are as naught, as nothing, and void he accounts them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. 
Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before His holy mountain. The Lord is King. The peoples tremble. He is throned on the cherubim. The earth quakes. The Lord is great in Zion. He is supreme over all the peoples. Let them praise his name, so terrible and great. He is holy, full of power. You are a king who loves what is right. You have established equity, justice, and right. You have established them in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow down before Zion his footstool. He the Lord is holy. Among the priests were Aaron and Moses. Among those who invoked his name was Samuel. They invoked the Lord and he answered. To them he spoke in the pillar of cloud. They did his will. They kept the law which he, the Lord, had given. O Lord, our God, you answered them. For them you were a God who forgives, yet you punished all their offenses. Exalt the Lord, our God. Bow down before his holy mountain, for the Lord, our God, is holy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, you are the source of all holiness. Though no one can see you and live, you give life most generously, and in an even greater way, restore it. Sanctify your priests through your life-giving word, and consecrate your people in his blood, until our eyes see your face. Give Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. A reading from 1 Peter. As generous distributors of God's manifold grace, put your gifts at the service of one another, each in the measure he has received. The one who speaks is to deliver God's message. The one who serves is to do it with the strength provided by God. Thus, in all of you, God is to be glorified through Jesus Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. From From the the depths depths of of my heart heart I cry cry to you. Hear me, O Lord. I will do what you desire. Hear me, O Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. From the depths of my heart I cry to you. Hear me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He He has come come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, 
from From the the hands hands of all who hate us. He He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Let us joyfully cry out in thanks to God the Father, whose love guides and nourishes his people. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. May May you be be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Most merciful Father, we praise you for your love. For you wondrously created us, and even more wondrously restored us to grace. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. At the beginning of this day, fill our hearts with zeal for serving you, so that our thoughts and actions may redound to your glory. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Purify our hearts of every evil desire. Make us intent on doing your will. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Open our hearts to the needs of all men. Fill us with brotherly love. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful and ever-living God, shine with the light of your radiance on a people who live in the shadow of death. Let the dawn from on high break upon us, your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord.
audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.